When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Crew Talk, the new Brewers podcast on a new network, Fans First Sports Network. It's a podcast company hub. It's got all, all the podcasts you want, baseball, basketball. We're excited to join the new MLB team of Fans First Network. I am Matt Aho, your host, your co-host, Hershey Winkleman. We're writers for Bruku Ball. Uh, I'm sure if you if you're a fan of the website, you've read our stuff before. Now we're here. It's a new space, podcasting, crew talk. It's a new podcast. Hershey, how excited are you for our new podcast? Yeah, I'm mean, I'm excited. It should be fun. We got a uh, a new community. Uh, there will be shows for all of the major sports teams across the country, including some soccer teams overseas, college teams, and then, like Matt said, football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Fans First Sports Network does it all, and we are just happy to be a part of it. So, yeah, looking forward to a great upcoming season and looking forward to talk Brewers and just baseball in general with the public. It should be great. Yep, yep, yeah, so... uh yeah, every Mondays, you can catch us, Crew Talk. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter, at Crew Talk FFSN, um, for some, some incredible Brewers content. Hopefully, it's incredible. I mean, we're going we're gonna to try our best uh, every Monday to, to put out some good content. And so we're recording this on a Sunday, opening day. April 1st, it's a mere five days away. Excitement is brewing in the Brewers community. I'll start there. How do we how do we feel week out from opening day? Uh we feel we feel we feel good. I mean, expectation shouldn't be too high considering the additions and subtractions made over the course of the offseason. Losing guys like Colton Wong, Hunter Renfro. Obviously, everyone knows about the hater trade that happened midway through the year last year. Um, but yeah, then we got guys like William Contreras. We got Jesse Winker. We got some versatile guys like Owen Miller and uh, Brian Anderson. Um, yeah, you know, we, we got we got some solid guys. The pitching staff is still incredible. The bullpen should be good. But yeah, I mean, it should be a should be a two team race for that for that top spot in the uh, in the NL Central. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, you got the Brewers and Cardinals are. They seem to really be the only teams that are going all in uh, to try and win the 
win the division. So it's it'll help. I think that really that helps being in a division like the NL Central. It helps the Brewers as uh, if they can't win the Central to be in the hunt for the wild card, especially you know with the expanded postseason. It's uh, it's a benefit. It's a benefit when you got <laughs> when you got teams like the Pirates uh, mixing up all the time with the Brewers. So it's uh, it should be exciting. Obviously, so we're, like I said, we're recording this on Sunday. Opening any rosters are not out yet. Uh, but what do you? What kind of catches your eye? What's something that you're looking looking forward to as we hit opening day roster wise? I know we talked a little bit about the additions at catcher. William Contreras and Victor Carantini, I think that, uh, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, that'll be interesting to see how those two, how we can work, how a council will work those two in the lineup and what that will look like come 2023. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the addition of Contreras is massive for the Brewers going forward. Uh, we haven't had a young, like, all-star catcher since Jonathan Lucroy back in the mid-2010s. So... I think William Contreras could be that going forward. He can play a little first base as well. Uh, Caratini is probably the better defensive player, but Contreras is the better offensive player. Contreras did hit 278 with 20 home runs in, I think, 97 games last year. So if he can do anything like that or better, I think we could be looking at a real all-star catcher on our hands going forward. Yeah, yeah, and that's a... That's huge for a team that they, you know, ranked in the bottom half of offensive production from the catcher spot. That's, that's, uh, you know, there are a lot of interesting decisions and moves from the front office this year. That's something we'll go in a topic we'll touch on later on. But I think that's one that I think, uh, I think, I think it was kind of pushed on the rug a little from Brewers fans that getting someone like William Contreras to improve that, that weak spot of the lineup, uh, will be will be huge for them. Another spot that I think will be interesting come opening month is that second base that kind of the second base third base spot. And I think we'll see Luis Arias fresh off a a huge campaign in the World Baseball Classic leading being a a major player in a for team Mexico on their way to a, a semifinal appearance worlds apart better uh build up into the regular season than last year and remember we missed the first month of the season with injury he's been down these last few years but i think this momentum i think he he could really benefit i think a lot of guys can benefit from world baseball classic experience and i think he's one of them i think he'll he'll probably start at second base um i want to i'm looking forward to seeing i think we're going to see a lot of young guys this season, especially outfield, but at second base, I think Bryce Trang, he's someone that we probably won't see him at the beginning of the season, but I think he can really benefit from getting an early call and having a lot of a lot of time in front of him to get his get his feet wet, get get acclimated to being in uh, professional baseball, major league baseball. I think he's a guy that can he can provide a lot of. Uh, excitement at second base yeah i agree he's got uh he's got the speed he's got the contact not a great power hitter but he was brought in he was drafted as a shortstop and his job was then taken from him by will uh willie adamas 
going forward. I mean, Willie Adamas is 25 or 26. He's a top five offensive shortstop in the MLB. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the the rotating uh, of second base and third base between, like, Brasso, Brian Anderson, Luis Arias, Bryce Terang, Abraham Toro, all of those guys. I think Owen Miller will get some run there. I think all of those guys can can really provide for the Brewers, eat up innings. I think, and having and having a plethora of them will will help out uh, with preventing injuries. You know, because they don't have to play every day. They can have off days. They can platoon. They can pinch hit for each other. You know, based off of matchups. It's a lot of different things. So, yeah, I think uh, I think Brian Anderson. He's someone who. You mentioned you touch on injuries, a guy that has struggled with injuries the past few years. He hasn't played with the Marlins. He hasn't played over 100 games since 2019. But I think if he can find that form again, that consistency, he could be a guy that's really adds some as a little pop to the lineup. You know, in 2019, the last season, 2019 was the last year he played over 100 games, but he hit 20 home runs, drove in 66 runs. Um, I think he's, he's a, he's a pickup that, like you said, he adds that depth and he doesn't need to play every day or he probably, you know, he'll get more run than, you know, like Mike Rosso, but once the range of opportunities that they have, I think will, will be, uh, yeah, it will only help them going forward. Yeah, I think Brian Anderson's a definitely like a low risk, high reward kind of guy. Cause I mean, we we've seen what he can do. He just hasn't done it in a while. And we're not paying him a ton. So if he doesn't pan out, I think it's a one year deal anyway. So like if 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 it doesn't pan out, he just won't get re signed. Yeah. Wish we could say the same thing about Yelich, but Right. Yeah. So I think the infield will be a lot. Of, I mean, obviously. Rowdy Telez back at first. He's someone that, uh, you know, especially with the Luke Voigt news, you know, he could still be in that opening day lineup at the time of the recording. He's he still could, but it uh, most likely will not. I think he's probably going to exercise other options if I were to guess. Um, so I think Rowdy Telez, he's someone that's he's he's only improved each year. He's he a fan favorite over at first. Willie over at shore. I think the infield could really start to come along and, and provide some excitement this year with a good mix of veteran guys, you know, and Willie Thomas, obviously club MVP and then some new guys, some young guys too, that could really add some excitement. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I love the way that the team is shaping out. I just, I want to, I want to see the young guys play a little bit more than I think they will, especially the outfield, just because, we got some veteran outfielders that I don't know if what is necessary just for the development of our of our young guys, but like I don't know if we really needed a Jesse Winker or a Tyler Naquin, just because I think they're gonna eat up innings that could go to the young guys for development. But you know, if they if they help us win and we're in contention and you know everything's going well around halfway through the season, I could see the Brewers even being buyers at the deadline. Right. Yeah, you mentioned that outfield. I think I want to dive a little bit more into that. It's it's an interesting mix this year. You got Yelich, established veteran presence, someone who at his peak is a 
an MVP candidate, but we haven't seen that in the last few years ever since the injury. And, yeah, then you got on the flip side, you know, Joey Weimer, Garrett Mitchell, two guys, like a lot of Sal Freelich, another type of prospect that we could see um, get a significant amount of time. And then you got the in-betweeners, like Tyrone Taylor. Like, it's just an interesting mix of how we'll counsel both allow for a seamless transition for those young guys to eventually come into the lineup, but also understand that they're young and you don't want to, you don't want to put someone in a spot too early and, you know, experience those growing pains when you're in the, a contention for, for a championship. No, yeah, most definitely. And I think, uh, no, I think the way that the Brewers the Brewers lineup is 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 set up is pretty interesting because it's it's not very top heavy at all, but it's extremely deep. The Brewers have a lot of platoon guys that could start, you know, any any day, but probably won't. And so it'll it'll just be int- yeah, like you said, it'll be interesting to see how Council kind of plays the puzzle with those guys. Yeah, Based on, like that pitching matchups and you know rest days and injuries, but yeah, the Brewers are extremely deep, like almost everywhere. Right, it's just, you just don't have that top end elite talent, you know, to put us over the top. Right. Well, were they were they lacking that top end elite talent? <laughs> they make up for it in their pitching. I think we can you know agree on that. Corbin Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, Eric Lauer, you know, and then you know guys like Hauser, Wade Miley back on the team. Um, I think our, you know, it's kind of been the identity of the Brewers these last few years is they're starting pitching and their bullpen. It's it's about a lot of the same this year. I think Corbin Burns obviously had that arbitration hearing this offseason, still coming off a, a great season. Peralta struggled last year, Woodruff. Um, but I think all those guys firing all cylinders can they can really be uh, you know kind of establish another season of being one of the top rotations in major league baseball. Yeah. And I think you brought up a good point on the, uh, the Corbin arbitration hearing. Do you, do you, do you think the, uh, the front office is going to give Corbin and, and Woodruff long-term deals going forward? Or do you think, do you think we're going to have to move on from them? I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I think that situation Especially with Burns, it's one of those ones where, because you know what, were they seven seven hundred fifty thousand dollars off? Yeah, I think I think well we we will really see the impact of that arbitration hearing and how will it impact other players down the line? High impact players that go like are towards the end of their deal. Will they look somewhere else because they saw how the front office handled situations with Burns and? Trading away hater, we saw that situation unfold. Did not leave a great feeling in the clubhouse as it appeared. We only well, have one, we only have one of the prospects that we traded for in that hater trade, by the way. Right, we, yeah. But the rest of the guys are gone. <laughs> right, yeah. And you know, I I trust I I have always trusted the front office. I think that they I think they they hit a lot of they hit a lot of their their marks in terms of what they try and do. It just is, it's poor management, really. If you you know, I like you got you got Burns 
you're able to you have Burns, a guy that's a Cy Young caliber Cy Young pitcher, ace of the staff for the past few years, and you can't you can't sacrifice a couple thousand dollars. Like, I just hope that doesn't deter you know free agents from maybe trying to look at the, look at the Brewers or guys that are high impact players like Willie Adamas from staying because they saw what happened to other star players. I think that's kind of my biggest fear from that. Cause I think birds will be fine. He's a professional. Excuse me. He's a professional. He, you know, he can handle his stuff. Well, it just will be interesting of how that, how that trickles down and impacts the, the roster going forward. Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, as a fan, it is, it is like you said, it is scary just to think about like the fact that the ownership and the, the front office could literally ruin the team by not paying the guys that deserve to be paid. Yeah, definitely. And then, like, of course, looking a little deeper at the pitching staff, I really like these guys, Jason Alexander. I think he's someone that I was a big fan of him last year. You know, I think he got a lot of fanfare. His story is super interesting. Um, someone that can give you a lot of innings out of the bullpen, kind of be that guy that changes pace, um, provides a different look to hitters, and he can go two, three innings. I think he's another guy out of the bullpen. If we look at that Brewers bullpen, that can sneaky, underrated, be a a high impact guy, just right next to you know someone like a Hobie Milner, uh, guys that were were big impact guys last year. Yeah, most definitely. I I, I liked Hobie Milner last year, and I and I like uh I like Jason Alexander. He came out of nowhere. He's producing. I remember he had that one game where he what did he pitch like seven shutout innings against the Dodgers in his first outing. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. There's some some something like that. He had a crazy game. Right. Like right after that, and we were all just like, "Whoa, Jason Alexander, is this the yeah. guy?" Right. I think it was against the Cubs. Was his first game. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was him, and like an Ethan Small as well. I know that you're an Ethan Small fan. Out of someone that can, he'll start as a reliever, but he's got the capabilities of being a a starter. I think those two, you got guys in the bullpen that can be good, kind of slot guy, slide into the rotation if you're struggling with injuries or, you know, you need a you need a number like a. Uh, plug and play type of guy, uh, not a starter but an opener. I think you got a couple guys in your bullpen that can, that can provide that. And then of course Devin Williams. I mean, obviously you miss Hater, but Devin Williams is still a All Star caliber. He's obviously All Star pitcher, World Baseball Classic, one of the best relievers in baseball. It's it's still comforting that he's in that bullpen in that spot to kind of just close the door. Um, Definitely, yeah. I mean, and, and you, you can't really talk about best relievers in baseball without mentioning Devin Williams. So, I mean, he, he was literally right there with Hayter. Right. And, and so, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why the front office felt like they could move forward without Hayter is because they had Devin Williams. I was kind of sitting there waiting for that spot, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now we can probably do our ad. Ad, blah, 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 blah. We're going to Justin Hira, right? Yeah, Hira and then like the first week of the season. Yeah. 
So we've kind of run through the lineup. Uh, we did talk a little bit about the offseason, some of the moves, some of the, you know, the arbitration stuff. A big one that just happened, I think we kind of should take a look at, Keston Hira not getting – it looks like he his time in Milwaukee has come to an end. And I tell you what, what a time in Milwaukee it was. It was uh, – it started with so much promise, and it really just – Unfortunately, never quite got its never quite got to the spot we thought it would get to. Um, what's your reaction to Kissing Hero's time in yeah, Milwaukee to an end? Summer summer twenty nineteen, Keston Hero. Oh my god, dude. If we could just roll if we could just flash back to those days. Like he was he was incredible. I remember he he had like six home runs or something in one series against the Pirates. He 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 was just incredible that year, and and it's 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 sad to see what happened to a uh, a first round pick, supposed to be a blue chipper, a guy that was like a can't miss candidate who kind of just like tailed off after one good year. Yeah, tailed off. I mean, he really, I mean, that first year, nineteen home runs, batted three hundred three, OPS a nine thirty eight, an OPS plus a one thirty eight. It was just eighty four in eighty four games, ninety five hits. Like, like you said, it was that's that rookie season was. I was like, man, we got we got a guy who's gonna be a guy going forward. He can hit the ball. He's a he's just he's young. And then you know, twenty twenty, that batting average dropped to two twelve. Home run total went from nineteen to thirteen. And then, and then 2021, you know, in 61 games, four home runs, bad 168, OPS of 557. It's, uh, yeah, he was a guy that I always kind of pegged as a comeback player of the year candidate for the Brewers because, you know, that 2019 season was just, uh, it was so much fun to watch. And he just, he had his moments. He has, you know, he would, he would go down to the, to the minor leagues for a bit, kind of work on a swing. I think we saw that last year. He kind of would come back and provide a little bit of a spark. He had a little bit of a bounce back, but unfortunately in the end, it's uh, just, it just did not work out for him. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes, what happens uh, for him going forward at the age of he's 26 right now. So. And yeah. And then what do you, what do you think he's a guy like Kasten's worth? Now, nowadays, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can cash, cash consideration, maybe some uh, throwing a couple mid tier picks. I think, uh, you know, I think it's it's difficult if you're okay. He's, last year he was twenty five. If we have a guy that's twenty five batting two twenty six with fourteen home runs, and he. Just got he's newly minted major leaguer. That's a different selling point than someone who's been in the major leagues for four years and is not really sniffing what he what we, the type of production that we saw from his rookie season. So I I would not expect much in return for him. Yeah, I, I agree. I I think it'll be probably some cash considerations or maybe a minor leaguer, but nothing nothing fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's sad, but we we wish Keston the best going forward wherever he goes. You know, it'll be. We hope we hope he we hope he does well. We wish him the best of luck, and we can't wait to see what he does in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got uh, like I said, the top opening day, April first. It's uh. It's it's quite the it's quite the start to the season for the Brewers. A, a different start to the season than last year. I believe last year they went Cubs, Orioles, Cardinals. This year we got Cubs, Mets, Cardinals for the first week of the season. Um, really just come out the out of the gates hot. What's your view on uh? What can we expect from what should we expect from this first this first week? Yeah, so I'm hoping we we can win five out of the nine. Um, I think if we can come out at least at 500, it will be a successful first three series. Um, you know, that Cardinals team has given the Brewers problems since I've been following them. Um, the Mets are still a good team, even with the loss of their star, uh, closer, star closer Edwin Diaz gets hurt during the W base, uh, WBC out for the season with a torn Achilles. Um, it's just incredible. It's it's incredible to see, but they're still they're still a great team. They got they got superstars all over their hitting. They have a great pitching staff, and then you know the Cubs are are never a pushover team. They got they got Kyle Hendricks who feels like he's been on the team for twenty years. They got Nico Horner who's an electric uh, young second baseman slash shortstop. They got Patrick Wisdom at third. You know they they got some guys that can that can hit the ball and they always play the Brewers pretty tough. They never they never uh they're never a a pushover team when it comes to the MLB. So yeah, yeah, it'll be definitely be a uh, it's a tough it's tough coming out the gate, especially you know Cardinals at the second week of the season. Every game you know you've every game with them this year will be a big game, especially if we if we think how if we look at. The last few years, I think it will be uh, a drag race to the finish between those two. So, but it helps that they got those guys, Kevin Williams, Rowdy Tellez, Luis Arias, um, have that world baseball, Willie Adamas, having that world baseball classic experience. Um, I think that will help them this first week of the season because it's obviously it's early. I mean, it's it's April, so it's <laughs> we're not talking postseason type of games, but it's. You know, coming down to the end, you got – I think every series against the Cardinals is is big. And to have that type of energy from the World Baseball Classic carry that momentum. Louis Aries, he, like we mentioned, had a great World Series, World Baseball Classic with the uh, – with the Met or with the with Team Mexico. Carry the momentum. I think we – I think, like you said, five – be above 500 that first week of the season will be uh, – I'd be – a good start for the Brewers. Yeah, and the Brewers have some bottom feeding teams as well in their division, like the Reds. I mean, the Reds could be better than they have in years past, but the Pirates are are also pretty pretty near the bottom of the league when it comes to quality. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it will be between the Cardinals and the Brewers coming down to September-October baseball to see – you know, who comes out with that NL Central title. Yep. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. And uh, you can uh, yeah, follow along with us this season. 
I believe, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. First episode in the books, the new the new era, Fanshers Network, Crew Talk. Like I, like we said, follow us on Twitter, Crew Talk at Crew Talk F F S N. Yeah, and wow. make sure uh, make sure to drop us a like, subscribe, download. Uh, yeah, like Matt said, if you if you want to reach out, tweet at us at our Twitter. Um, yeah, we'll we'll respond, and we we want to hear you guys' feedback. So rate, um, review, we'll, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you Monday. Yep, see you Monday.